This is an I Am Listening exclusive podcast. I was in a long-term relationship that was a nightmare. I've had a couple of shitty relationships that were... uh, One was okay, and now I'm sort of single and I'm okay with it. If the right guy comes along, then fine. If not, screw him. I've always got my dog to rely on for cuddles. You are listening to the Don't Be a Stranger podcast. On each episode, I'll be travelling across the UK to interview members of the general public anonymously on various topics that crop up in all of our lives. Psychological studies have even suggested that when in conversation with a stranger, they can actually reveal more information than to someone in their own social circle. So whilst I traipse across the UK in locations such as parks, cafes, seasides and high streets, you can sit back, relax and listen to the tales and perspectives of the members of our general public. Today's episode will explore dating. Regardless of your relationship status, it's a topic which crops up in all of our lives, whether it be in TV and film or conversations with friends or family, or even what appears on your social media feed. Dating is constantly evolving and we live in a society where face-to-face interactions are no longer the only way to obtain a romantic relationship. This episode will explore how members of the public experience dating in the modern day and whether you really can find true love online. It's now time to speak to my first guest about dating. Here's a lovely man and woman that I bumped into in the lanes in Brighton. I've assumed that you're a couple. I'm wrong. I'm very wrong. I started to pick that up and then I was thinking, I'm wrong here. I am very wrong here. We're a couple in that we co-parent a dog. Yeah, we co-parent a dog. Oh my God. We are co-parents. Co-parents, I've never heard of that before. Yeah, Brighton, yeah, Yeah, you know. So I'll start with you if that's all right. Um, Are you currently in a relationship or are you a single Pringle and ready to mingle? I'm single, dingle and so desperate to mingle, it's untrue. What's that new term? I'm inoculated, vaccinated, can't wait to get penetrated. I haven't heard that before. Maybe that's a Twitter gay thing, I don't know. Oh, I love it. Um, Is that because you want to be single? Is it just you haven't found the right person? I was in a long-term relationship that was a nightmare. I've had a couple of shitty relationships that were... uh, One was okay, and now I'm sort of single and I'm okay with it. If the right guy comes along, then fine. If not, screw him. I've always got my dog to rely on for cuddles. (laughs) As a poor parent, I love that. As a parent, yeah. (laughs) Do you believe in soulmates? Uh, yeah, but I don't think that there's just one for every person. I think you can have more than one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think. So what about like, this is a bit of a cliche, but love at first sight? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Especially, and lust at first sight, mm. really more so. But yeah, you can fall in love with someone like in the blink yeah. of an eye. You can easily fall out of love with that person again, though, yeah. if you're not careful. What do you mean by if you're not careful? Well... It takes more than just good sex and, like, seeing someone. You can fall in love really, really quickly and really easily, but if there's nothing else to base a relationship on, you can fall out of love with that person again. This is a bit of a weird one. Um, I don't know if this is something I've got in my head or I've just heard from my friendship circle. It's a general thing. Like getting into relationships at a young age. So I've heard some people say, don't get into a relationship in your 20s or anything like that. What's your opinion on relationships at a young age? 
They might not last, but they could be amazing. I think it's different for everyone, right? I think as long as you don't expect too much from any situation that you're in, go in with a positive outlook if you can, be optimistic, but just don't expect too much from anyone or anything and always have a way to rely on yourself. I think like a, being in a relationship should be like an add-on yeah. rather than you like relying on that person. Like you can be by yourself and it's just like an add-on. Absolutely. Codependency is not a good thing. You need to be, you need to be happy with yourself yeah. and then the other person should be happy with that. Yeah. And you should also, uh, this is something I've learned from my own past errors, so many of them, is that <laughs> Whatever you do, don't let your friends go because they're the ones that keep you sane and they will always, mostly, tell you the truth about whether the person that you're seeing is actually a bit of a douche or not. I think it's quite easy when you get into a relationship to, like, some people get the balance wrong. Absolutely. Hello. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You are preaching to the perverted. I so have in the past. But now I'm all about, like my sister, my dog, my friends. And if uh, the right person comes along, then great, but they'll have to fit in with my life, Um, you know, and take me as I am. Do you think you can find true love, inverting commas, on a dating app or how have they worked for you? I have used dating apps. I'm on uh, Grindr uh, at the moment and it's great for chatting to guys. I actually met my most recent ex uh, on Grinder. He pinged at me. Um, yeah, that was the start of a pandemic and a half. So I met him through that, and we were together for a year. And, yeah, I, I really care about him. We're actually re- good friends still. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it didn't last. We, yeah. we were only together for a year. But then the yeah, pandemic happened, and yeah, we were living together true, at the yeah. time. Yeah, no, that was... played himself out either way. Yeah, that's because he was a bit of a child at 31, so... (laughs) That's the thing, I've learned age means nothing. Oh, God, yeah, it really doesn't. Because I'm an absolute twat most of the time. And I'm 46, I know I look a lot... I was about to say, are you? I really am. (laughs) Bless you, I'll pay you that £5 later. Do you have any dating advice or wise words that you would give your younger self? Oh, God, don't, don't go out with <laughs> um, Sorry, that was a long-term ex that was really abusive. He was really abusive. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, anybody that listens to your podcast now is going to go, oh, I recognise that voice. Oh, I know that ex. I can take yeah, it out. I can take it out. I can bleep it. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. Um, yeah, just keep your head and don't lose your friends. Yeah. Don't let your friends slip. Keep a balance. I absolutely loved this interview and how positive this guy was and his advice was, even though it's clear he's had his ups and downs in dating over the years. So now that I'd worked out that the lady he was with was not his romantic relation and was his fellow co-porant, let's take a look and see what she has to say about her experience of dating. Are you ready to rock and roll um so are you currently in a relationship i am yes so how long have you been together for four and a bit years it's a fairly long time how did you meet uh, i i bought him off the internet through an app yeah like a sort of ethical tie bride yeah okay so i was about to go on to that so you believe in them that they work i love them i do with the the first time i got into a long long-term relationship they weren't really much of a thing 
and then the first time I sort of found myself single, say, uh, 10 years or so ago, most of my friends had met their partners that way. So, so, and I'd always known that next time I was single, that would be how I would look yeah. because I was beyond pretending to like clubbing and going out. <laughs> I don't like, I don't like going out. I like going out with people I already know. So I, I always knew that the next place I would look if I found myself single again would be through apps. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, because I, I used to always just think like it's only for like short term things, but my mum's here with me and you met my stepdad and you're married now for a dating app and then you've been together for four years. They do, they do work. They, they do work. I think the thing is, they, the, thing, the relationships you have might not last, they might end, but in, in a lot of cases, that's nothing whatsoever to do with the how of how you yeah. met them, unless they end or the six weeks because the person's like delusional <laughs> or a psycho. But or like, you know, the, I think things, yeah. reach, uh, things reach a natural end and it's not necessarily anything to do with how the relationship came about um obviously you've met your partner on there were there any like dating like dates before that on the app yes yeah there are a few i generally had a rule with the app and the only time i didn't as provided i stuck to it it worked really well so i I went on hardly any dates um relative to the number of people i chatted to um i would definitely not go on any dates with somebody who said uh, oh, let's not write to each other. Let's just meet in person straight away. Because I just thought, why would? Well, it's a yeah. waste of a shower and an evening. No, no. And it, like, if you're hard of writing, you're going to be hard of talking and possibly hard of touching too. So I don't want to know. <laughs> Count me out. Exactly. So, so, so I was very, very selective about all the people who talked to me. I went on very few dates, yeah. and the criteria for date was not do I definitely fancy them, but it was do I know the minimum will happen from this date is we'll be easy and natural friends, yeah. and that if we were going out for any reason other than a date like we were on a work course or something yeah. we would just hit it off and you'd be one of the better people that I gel with so that was a criteria yeah. and the one time I the one time I I broke that rule because I'd already cancelled on this guy twice and I felt compelled to see it through a third yeah. time um it was a bad date oh, no. it was a That's thing you follow your gut you knew yeah. from those two cancellations but, but, but the thing is I, I cancelled twice because of work but then right. by the time I cancelled more texts had been exchanged and there had already been multiple red flags in the text oh, that made no. me think okay no for example I think he he um, he was a cons- business consultant but he talked more like a kind of crap DJ and he w- said that um, he liked brains as well as boobs you're joking like those are the two as if that made him like an incredibly deep renaissance man I mean it wasn't it wasn't out of nowhere he just said you know I'm not shallow I like brains as well as boobs <laughs> boobs or bum brains exactly but it was it was just like a man saying oh, I like blonde I like blondes I like blondes as well as brunettes <laughs> I'm very diverse yeah so <laughs> um, so yeah it was it, it, it was bad it was bad and he kept pointedly using my name at the end of every sentence on the date um, so let's pretend my name is Emma so you see Emma what I think Emma is um, and using cliches off the apprentice like um i shoot from the hip i say what i think <laughs> it was just like oh no somebody had programmed him and he was a wind-up toy of a man on a date one of the things you touched on was red flags yeah. i think some people try to ignore the red flag how do you know when to listen to them well it's so for me 101 is misogyny and that plays out not in obvious ways, but in all kinds of ways. Like yeah. there's a there's a kind of lower grade version of misogyny, which an American writer calls femiphobia, 
right. Which is where they're not kind of actively hatey on women, but they're yeah. very dismissive and kind of sneery about stuff yeah. that they perceive as girly because right. they've got like issues with their own feminine side and yeah. had to go. Um, homophobia closely related because generally if they're nervous about men sleeping with other men because mm. it's like sissy then they've also got issues with women yeah. <laughs> so, um yeah low level racism if kind of if they don't have generous feelings towards the world as a whole not least the 51 percent of it that we are then they're probably i'm not going to get on well with them so that's probably that's probably the number one do they not have any female friends when you name when you ask them to name the things that they read watch and listen to is there not a single woman or even like gay man or black person in there that's to me that's like the big picture of probably not going to get on and so we won't get to find out we fancy each other because you're just not you don't right don't don't butter my crumpet yeah (laughs) do you believe in it's a bit of a cliche but love at first sight Uh, no i believe in fucking hell wow at first sight no i don't believe in love i believe that like you might fall in love with the person who you go wow at first sight and then kind of retroactively go oh it's love at first sight um but as he said it doesn't take you very far because then if you believe in that sort of magical mystical love then it means as soon as in a relationship you hit a rock and it's not magical mystical and you've got to take bins out and have arguments about childcare, then you're like oh maybe it's not magical mystical anymore i guess it's not love (laughs) so yeah so no, I think it's quite, uh, at best it's harmless rubbish and, and at worst it's quite dangerous for the longevity of relationships yeah. if, if you believe that love is magic rather than yeah. an action and a verb that you do every day. Are there any secrets to maintaining a long and stable relationship that you found? Because obviously it's not always magical. I think I try to apologise a lot and I try to be grateful a lot. Because I think everyone walks around going, I'm not an arsehole, the other person is an arsehole. I think you have to assume that you're going to be an arsehole accidentally a lot. And so sometimes instead of waiting until you've got conclusive proof that you're an arsehole, you should apologise in case you were an arsehole. You know, you should be like, by the way, this morning, I might have been an accidental arsehole. Sorry about that. Rather than waiting for somebody to actually point it out to you. And if you haven't, then it's just a bonus. You've just been nice. And the other thing is just to try and say thank you for stuff. Because people are always showing you, like, hopefully, if you're with someone nice, kind of little acts of kindness all day and I think it's nice on both sides to say thank you a lot to just recognize that that person is still choosing to be with you they're choosing to forgive you for that you're often an arsehole just because you're human and they're choosing to do nice things for you so probably that last thing any advice that you would give your younger self in terms of dating or you wish you'd known sooner don't be a professional virgin for like because you've like you know, absorbed some idea that like you have to sort of save up all of your sexual energy for the correct situation and the correct person. Like just sort of embrace having things be just meh and crap a bit more. Embrace more different types of encounter. What an iconic friendship duo they are. Whether you're in a relationship or not, I feel like they've covered so many bases there just in a very short interview. Let's get to our next stranger. This interview has also taken place in Brighton. I interrupted this man eating his lunch on a bench. So let's see what he has to say about his experience of dating in the modern day. So this one's about modern day dating. So, are you currently in a relationship? I am. I'm happily married. Happily married? Oh my God. How long have you been together? 
Um, just over one year now, so yeah. one year, six months, I think oh it is. God. Yeah. Okay, okay, so how did you meet your wife? So it's a weird story actually. Um, I was uh, visiting Munich with a friend and uh, I was just walking around on my own and a girl just asked me like how to get to a certain place, like yeah. a square, and I didn't know where that place was, so I was like, but I saw her and I thought, oh, she's really like cute, but like we said bye and stuff and she walked away. And then I Googled it. Never see her again. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, that was a missed chance. And then, um, and then I Googled it on uh, like Google Maps and I actually know where that place is. I've just come from there. Um, so I, I then thought, oh, wouldn't it be cool if I saw her again? Yeah. And then I could be like, oh, I know where that place is. And I did. And I, I was just walking around and I just saw her again. Um, and I said, oh, are you that girl I just saw? Yeah. Um, and she's like, oh, yeah, 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 I am, yeah. And then I said, do you want to walk together to that place? And then, yeah, we walked there and got a beer and that was it, really. Oh, and the was rest was history. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So she was changing planes and that's why she was in Munich. So she was just like visiting for that day as well. So it was just like a complete chance that we both happened to be there the same day. And yeah. she just asked me, so. It feels yeah. like that was meant to be. What the hell? So it kind of leads on to the next thing. Do you believe in soulmates? Yeah, to be honest, I would say that I didn't before that. Uh, I feel like with that story, how can you not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, I, I think um, I, I wouldn't want to be with anyone else. Uh, but before that, I was obviously like on the whole sort of online dating scene, like mm. Tinder and stuff. And yeah. yeah, I didn't really have much hope at that point. But yeah, I was quite quite glad to find someone that was really nice. And it, she she turned out to be like really suitable as well, like really like on the same wavelength and stuff, so yeah. It just seems like such like a right place, right time moment. That, you don't really hear stories like that very often. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm actually quite embarrassed about telling the story because every time I tell it, people are always like, wow, that's so amazing, it should be a film, but like, I, just, I just find it really cringy. Hey, like, yeah. stop, it's my life. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's quite unique. You did sort of like dabble on dating apps. Obviously, you didn't meet your wife for a dating app, but you have used them. Do you think you can find true love from a dating app? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, obviously the good thing about, like, dating apps is they have, like, algorithms, so they figure out who you're most suited to. Yeah. And, I mean, like, when I was on there, I did, like, find some, like, nice people, but um, I think a lot of the time when people are on Tinder, they're maybe not looking for, a, like, often not looking for a long-term relationship, so that kind of um, ruins it a little bit. But was that about 50% of the people? Yeah, if not more. Like, yeah, so, like... Um, but I, I, I do know, like, I've got good friends who are, like, both met on Tinder, so, like, and they've been together for years, yeah. so, yeah, yeah, it's definitely, definitely a way of finding a soulmate. This is just the last thing. Um, do you have any dating advice that you just wish you'd known sooner? I would say that when I was, like, 18, or, like, maybe even younger, <clears throat> I probably didn't really, like, associate much with, like, other, with, like, women and that sounds cringy but like no, no it's a very normal thing that no one talks about and it's good that like you can admit that yeah like i, I mean i went to i went to uni and did like physics at uni so like i was just surrounded by men because sadly it's like a very male oriented um subject and and then like sorry just to add physics at uni wow that's amazing but carry on <laughs> thanks um and then you know i like about probably like 1920 when i sort of um met like my girlfriend at uni i started to realize like oh shit like girls are exactly the same as men really like they have all the same thought processes and so just like you don't need to treat them like a puzzle almost yeah. like that's what I think a lot of guys do and like as if it's some like trick to like get a woman like no it's just yeah. like just treat treat women with respect and as if you were like as if they were like your friend or something like yeah. you know 
just treat him like a human. Yeah. Like, on, like we, I think people think we're so confusing, and it's like we're actually not. Yeah, it's like, just. Yeah. And and there's the whole like stigma of like, oh, like you'll never understand a woman. Honestly, men are far more under, are more far more difficult to understand. I can completely back that. Yeah, but obviously I'm biased. <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean, yeah. Well, all humans are hard to understand, and deep down we're all the same. Really, we all have yeah. the same instincts and same feelings, and so yeah, that would be the advice. I know this guy said that he finds it really awkward and cringe telling people about how he met his wife. But can we just take a second to appreciate what a cool love story that was? I also forgot to add at the start of that interview that when I went up to this stranger on his bench eating his lunch, he said to me that he normally feels very awkward talking to people. But that was probably one of the most open and honest interviews that I've had yet. Let's get to our next stranger on today's episode about dating. This honestly sounds made up, but I bumped in to a duo in Oxford and they had just performed a street performance on the hurdy-gurdy and the spoons. So once they'd finished their performance, I caught up with them to find out how their experience of dating in the modern day has been. Are you currently in a relationship? Uh, no. No. Is that because you just haven't found the right person yet? Or is it because you just don't want to be and you're completely happy on your own? Uh, no to both of those. My wife threw me out three months ago. Yeah. God, that's full on, isn't it? Yes, it is rather, yeah. yeah. We've got three children, right. ten, seven and five. Yeah. So I was trying to save it, but she kind of made her mind up yeah. and threw me out. But I partly think with that is like someone's meant to be in your life there will be and I feel that you've been sent down another path now and you're in now in the dating scene path because I'm guessing you had a wife you've had kids you've been in quite a stable settled relationship for a long period of time and now you're going down a new path of life in the dating scene how are you finding that well um I don't honestly think I'm ready for a proper long-term relationship yet so originally I was just looking for like friends with benefits and things like that no strings attached but um people had told me that tinder is all about no no strings attached and yeah. people just wanting wanting to have a quick you know fun evening or night or whatever but it's not the case at all everyone wants a relationship they want their mr right and they all have too many conditions i want this i want that i want that as well and if you if you're vaccinated then don't even contact me <laughs> things really like i haven't been on dating apps in a while is that what's going on there now oh yes it is yeah 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 it is so it's it, i mean years ago when i mean i've never really had much trouble having a girlfriend or getting married and things like that um but there have been like occasional glitches i suppose like a period of six months when i didn't have a, any anyone close to me yeah. and i went before before smartphones i went on something called match.com yeah. and that was that was a completely soul-destroying experience because normally you get like maybe an 82 percent match with somebody and they go oh, wow you've made an 82 percent match that's amazing then i found i actually had a 99 percent match with somebody that's good for match.com well absolutely i was i was wow and i looked at her she looked really pretty and i wrote to her and i said hey you know we've made a 99 percent match that's pretty cool we, maybe we should meet up for a coffee yeah. or something she wrote back to say i'm sorry i only date guys in oxford you're kidding no i live in reading oh, and it's no. like it's like a half hour drive i could have done that i've got a car that's the thing it's i get that you all have standards as an individual but then it's how high do you set those standards and that is probably the highest i've ever heard to be honest well yeah it doesn't really work like that you know we were talking earlier on with my friend here about the look of love when you 
I was talking about somebody I, I was in love with who I'd seen across a crowded room. Right. And I can remember what she was wearing when I saw her for the first time. She can remember what I, I was wearing when I first saw her. Yeah. And that brought me on to a, a theory that I have about dating and right. all that. So if you, if you like, for example, you meet somebody across a crowded room or just in the street or in a bar or something, you see them for the first time and go, oh, wow, and they see you as well. Mm. You've basically got three chances. Right. The first one is that coincidental meeting yeah. where you just see them. The second one, you don't do anything about it. You, don't, you can't get their number or make any contact because they're just over there. Hopefully, you'll get a second meeting, which is a coincidence meeting. Yeah. So you're walking down the road or in a bar. I remember you. Yeah. I saw you that time, didn't I? Yeah. And then you have a conversation. You chit and chat and everything. By the end of that second... This is my advice to anyone, really. By the end of that second meeting, you should have arranged the third meeting. Right, OK. So you don't say, like, well, I'll see you around. You say, well, I'll see you. How about we go out on Tuesday yeah. then? So on that Tuesday, you go out with the arranged meeting. If by the end of that arranged meeting, you're not kissing, you're not in cuddles or anything like that, then you run the very real risk of becoming friends. Yeah. And once you're friends, it's harder to get, harder to get over that intimacy barrier. That's what I think. How have you managed to stay so positive after everything that's happened? It's quite like inspirational. Well, I've always been quite positive. Yeah. You know, and well, to be honest, um, when I was a little boy, uh, my parents went to parents evening and came home and said oh you know you need to work hard and all that but the teacher said basically don't worry about it will always be fine yeah and i always know everything's going to be okay right person wrong time is very interesting because my wife who's now going to be my future ex-wife um we had been going to the same places for like the five or seven years before we met and i never saw her because it wasn't the right time. Yeah. It wasn't the right time to meet That's her. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, it is quite crazy. So it's all very, yeah. it's all very weird that it's um, gone wrong, and yeah. I've I've had to move back to my mum's. But I'm in the process of like rediscovering myself. Cause exactly, it sends you down a completely other path that you never thought you'd go on, but now you're on it, and it's pretty cool. Well, exactly, because I think you need to be dynamic and attractive. Yeah. You know, and if you're moping about, being feeling sorry for yourself, no one's going to fancy you. Yeah. You know, they'll just look at you go like, oh, God, that's a yeah, sad person. It's the most unattractive thing, isn't it? Exactly. For me, personally. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. So if you, if you can do your thing, you know, my thing is playing the hurdy-gurdy and going busking and stuff like that. Yeah. And, for example, I, play, I said I play in a band. I had a gig on the 30th of August with my band, and basically they all pulled out. Right. And there's, there's like six of them. Yeah. And one by one they pulled out, and I was going like, oh, you know, guys, you can, um, we can do a duo, we can do a trio. And by the end, by like the night before, they'd all pulled out. Oh my God. And I thought, hang on a minute, I can remember who I am. I play the hurdy-gurdy, I play the accordion, I play the guitar, yeah. I play other things, I can sing. That's I pretty can... much a whole band in itself, I'd say. Well, exactly, and I can tell stories. Yeah. So I did, a sh I did the show on my own. Oh, wow, yeah. And I was dynamic. That's off to you for doing that. Yeah. Thank it you. It takes a strong person to do that. Yeah, and I was, I was dynamic and attractive, and I got the girl at the end. Yeah. You know. Wow. Um, last thing, sorry, I've kept you for so long. I feel like you want to go and do your music. But um, last thing is if you could give any advice to your younger self or just advice that you wish you'd known sooner, what would it be? Uh, probably that thing about the three strikes that I mentioned, yeah. about the three meetings and not hiding away and not being shy. Being, you know, being yeah, put yourself out there a bit. 
and really really go for the people that you know you can see it in their eyes yeah. you know you know you know you're going to get reciprocation there's no point fancying somebody like unattainable really who's not interested but you know you can feel it when someone's interested and body language is is a good is a good um indicator so you know i've been successful occasionally you know with people because i watch their body language you know head on the side going like talking to you with their head cocked to one side (laughs) you know that's a real and mirroring and all that but this stuff about playing with their hair that's that's not true i don't believe that's true (laughs) It's the mirroring and the and the head cocked to one yeah. side because they're comfortable in your presence. Well, yeah, it's funny you said that because I studied psychology for A level and that's right. we did relationships and that actually is proven in well not proven but there's like studies to suggest that that is true in psychology. So it's funny that you said that. Absolutely. So watch the body language. Yeah. yeah. I think today's episode goes to show that a stranger can actually reveal quite a lot of information. And if you've got this far, then I'm guessing you like the topic of dating and you'll be pleased to know that there is a part two coming your way very soon. To see more content and advice from the strangers that I meet along the way, make sure to follow Don't Be A Stranger podcast on Instagram and TikTok and check out our website, don'tbeastranger.co.uk. Thank you all so much for listening and I'll catch you on next week's episode. This has been an I Am Listening original podcast. For more information, head over to our website at im-listening.co.uk. 